I V M. Hi, welcome to another episode of a show about crypto. We have been motoring along nicely for the last couple of weeks. We started off with the very basics of what is a cryptocurrency. And after many detours and journeys through everything from what Ethereum is to what decentralized finance is, we've arrived today at what I think is an important question and discussion point, which is how do you store your crypto and what is a crypto wallet? And to discuss that with me, I have Tarusha Mittal, who is the COO of OroPocket, of Cloudrino and Unifarm. And somehow in the middle of all of that has the time to do her own podcast about the blockchain called Living on Blockchain. So I'm very grateful to have some of your time today. Tarusha, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hello. No, thank you so much, Ron, for calling me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. You make time. Uh, that is what I think. Time is a construct. I'm so glad you did. So to jump, to jump straight into it, I buy some crypto. It's on an exchange. There it is. I've made the purchase. It's all happened. Why do I need a, why do I need to move my crypto? into a wallet? Why is that a thing? A lot of people say, and this is a phrase that I've heard said a lot, which is that um, if it's not in your wallet, it's not your crypto. If it's on an exchange, it's not your crypto technically. So what is a wallet and why do I need it? So basically, you know, the phrase is uh, not your keys, not your uh, tokens, not your coins. So essentially, uh, private keys are, um, think of it like in giving the master key of your house. Uh, to somebody. So private keys are essentially like that for the wallet. So you don't mm-hmm. share your private keys with anybody. So with your private keys, somebody, anybody would be able to access, uh, you know, your wallet and take out all of that crypto. So when you are putting them in an exchange, technically they are still in the you know custody of the exchange, especially if right. it is like a, uh, you know, centralized exchange. Obviously in a decentralized exchange, which is like a you know, uh, you know, there are so many DEXs that are there, like for Tezos, there is Dexter, there is Uniswap, etc. So there, the custody is still with you because then you are connecting your MetaMask wallet to the platform. Sure. Uh, to, and then that way you have the keys, uh, you, you have access to those keys and, you know, they are technically uh, in your mm-hmm. wallet and they are your tokens. But in, with the exchange, that's not the case. Okay, so let, let's, go, let's go one step back further then. What, what, yeah. what are keys? What are, I mean, I've heard about, I've heard this phrase used about a lot, private keys, public keys. What are mm. keys if we had to break them down? Because this is very much a podcast for the layperson who's just starting to understand this stuff. So what are these keys? So, you know, there are there is a private key and there is a public key. A private key basically is like a secret key, if you will. It's like a variable in cryptography. That Cryptography mm-hmm. is basically how you encrypt and decrypt data. So that is with the private key and using that algorithm, that is how you encrypt or decrypt data. Encrypt and decrypt means that, you know, you are kind of making sure that nobody can see that data. When, you know, on your WhatsApp messages, you see that, you know, your WhatsApp messaging is encrypted from end to end. That means WhatsApp sure. is not technically reading them uh, but uh, you know uh, we won't get quotes, into that large air quotes large air quotes <laughs> yeah we won't get into that but essentially it means if it's something is encrypted then uh, you know that uh, facilitator is not able to uh, sort of read that data so with private keys uh, you know private keys are essential to decrypt that data to actually make sense out of it and then perhaps uh, you know taking out uh, those coins so a wallet has two parts, public keys and private keys. Public key is what you share with others when you want somebody to transfer you the moolah. And private key is what you keep safe so that in case you want to recover your wallet or you want to transfer to a separate machine, perhaps, then you are able to do it with the private key. Think of it like, um, you know, there are uh, some platforms, they have these secret words or codes they give you. Like Instagram does mm-hmm. it too, right? For recovery. Yep. So think of private keys like that, that, you know, you can use those keys to recover your wallet 
and essentially anybody can decrypt your wallet using that because then they can you know just get that same wallet on their machine if they have their pri- your private key right. and just withdraw it so think of it like that that you know you don't share your private keys and then again you have to keep them safe like with uh, decentralization right. crypto a responsibility is on the user to actually keep your money safe so if you're putting it in a centralized exchange if you don't want to go to that hassle of okay remembering my private keys or storing them safely then yeah okay you can keep them uh, you know you can leave them with a centralized exchange otherwise uh, it is advisable that you move your uh, tokens especially the ones that you know you are not really actively trading with uh, mm-hmm. to to a wallet which uh, is like probably like a cold wallet basically Got it. Which actually, thank you. That's a great segue straight into the next question. What is this? Is the phase that I hear? There's cold wallets and there's hot yeah. wallets. What is a cold wallet and what is a hot wallet? So a cold wallet is typically, basically, the simplest uh, way to describe them is cold wallet is not connected to the internet, uh, and a hot wallet is connected to the internet. So a cold right. wallet would be, uh, you know, where. Uh, a, like a ledger or a nano basically like a hardware right. wallet where you transfer and you keep that it's like a usb then you know you have it and obviously keep it very safely because all your money is there but uh, that is like not directly connected to the internet and on the other hand uh, something like a metamask or a jax Uh, these are also wallets these would be connected to the internet because they are essentially running on your extension or there is an sure. app that you know you're using on your phone so that is the very basic difference essentially what would be good advice is that if you're not trading with certain tokens uh, then you know keep move them to your cold wallet and if you're trading and if you're like a trader then obviously you can't really keep moving coins back and forth then you need sure. them in your hot wallet uh, for seamless transactions because crypto markets stay open all the time so yeah mm-hmm. Uh, all right, great. So hot wallets and cold wallets—that is. Why couldn't we just use the term wallet with internet and wallet without internet? But no, no, we must have new jargon. Uh, is so a cold yeah. wallet? Would I would I be correct to say that a cold wallet is safer in the sense that it's not hackable? Uh, but it is a little—I mean, I don't want to use the word unsafe, but it's one of those things where it's like तेरा घर जल गया और तेरा wallet वहाँ था तो खत्म, right? Like, is, yeah. is that accurate? Yeah, so that that kind of would be accurate because you know you do need to keep your uh, cold wallet safe. Uh, but then again, there are some wallets that come again with these private keys, and you know you can sort of uh, you get the tokens back and get move it to uh, another platform with these private keys by imitating your wallet. Again, depending right. on which brand you are using. Uh, sure. But essentially, the physical safety of your cold wallet is important, and it's kind of uh, you know it becomes important, but it is not hackable. uh like right. per se that with hot wallets that is always uh, there is always going to be a risk right wo wohi hai ki ghar bana liya to fir chor aake you know they they kind of rob it wo wohi wala logic hai that you know there'll always be people trying to get into it but in hot wallet sure. they have like a doorway to get into with a cold wallet they can't because you know it's not connected to the right. internet unless they can you know physically take it from you and run and i have heard so i have looked at like i don't know if there are meme tweets but there are so many people who keep talking about how they took their hardware wallet on a cruise and you know they dropped it उटरेंट वॉलेट और कैन आई जस्ट बाय वन वॉलेट इन बी लाइक ऑल माई क्रिप्टो विल नाउ लिव इन दिस वॉलेट 
No, so you know you do need wallets that wallet addresses are um, depending on what kind of tokens you're putting in. So ERC twenty tokens are basically any token that is based on the Ethereum chain. Okay, right. and any anybody who's building on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, so okay, let's move back a little bit. So cryptocurrencies are basically any currencies that are being built on these OG chains. Think of it like mm-hmm. that. That okay, it's mm-hmm. being built on say an Ethereum or uh, you know that sure. Ethereum Ethereum's token on uh, you know the Ethereum's blockchain that is. cryptocurrency a crypto token on the other hand is a token that is being built which is being built on another chain okay they don't right. have their own chain so then you know you hear of all of these altcoins right most of them are mm-hmm. being built on uh, ethereum and uh, right. the, that is the blockchain that you are using so these are uh, evm compatible erc20 uh, tokens so the wallet address that you know you will be pushing these tokens to has to mm-hmm. be uh, you know evm compatible or an erc20 wallet uh, so that you know all of these tokens can go safely there but do not right. make the mistake of sending tokens to um, say you know like a usdc wallet address you are sending usdt and i have had investors who have done that you just lose that right. money so you oh, know you have okay. to be really very careful you just lose that money you're sending it to like a, uh, a wallet address you just address. sent it into space essentially you've just sent it into space and that's it and and, that, and and just to clarify again for the people listening and I, okay i'm lying not for the people listening for me what does evm stand for aside from so is, electronic voting machines <laughs> so for ethereum basically it's like a protocol so ethereum you know uh, evm is ethereum virtual machine so it's like a right. protocol on which all of these uh, you know smart contracts they kind of communicate so if it is evm compatible that means it's being built on ethereum or a fork of ethereum and they would still be able to talk to each other like in payment right. terms that is how you you know sort of think Right, so it's like this is like two banks being able to communicate with each other versus two banks that would not be able to communicate with each other because they were on completely different, different protocols. Uh, yeah, different software sort of things. Think about it: if somebody is using Tally and somebody mm-hmm. is still using Excel, so uh, they will not talk about each other unless you know fair, you have like fair. some external widgets. So they they need to be facing each other. So that is why you need something that is being built on the same protocol. So if it, they are EVM compatible, then you know they, they can go into the same wallet address. If they are not, then you do need different kind uh, of wallet addresses, like you know, depending on the chain. Uh, so then, then if the token is being built on a certain chain, then obviously that those tokens, unless they are uh, ERC twenty tokens, uh, right. you can't really send them to that wallet. They will be lost. Slightly tangential question. Then you also hmm. need a specific kind of wallet to be able to store and access NFTs, right? That, yes. That, that so, wallet yeah. needs to be. And what does so, that have to be? See, uh, for these are ERC twenty, and then you mm-hmm. know the it, NFTs are basically uh, on ERC seven twenty one and ERC one five five one. Don't quote me here. I, this is like three years wrong. ago. This is like three years ago when Samsung just kept launching phones <laughs> with all sorts of names and numbers. It's like trying to keep up with that all over again. But okay, let's not quote you on the numbers. But let's say all right. So this ERC twenty versus NFTs, which are on. ERC ERC seven twenty one and then ERC one five five one I think so those are the two different kinds of tokens they are not the same as ERC twenty then you know the way the smart contracts work is also not the same so obviously okay. you need like a different wallet address uh, that would be compatible uh, with these uh, to store them okay so you can get what, them easily what, on Open Seas like you know you go right. on Open Sea okay. or Redbull and just get it yeah. Okay, fantastic. And then, and I would need this in addition to the separate ERC twenty wallet on which, say, my Ethereum or my other stuff is stored. Yes, yes, that is advisable. Again, and and that is how right. because again with with the way these kind of contracts are uh, 
coded and everybody does their own thing so it is advisable mm-hmm. that you know you store your nfts in a separate wallet and your you know these old tokens and these erc20 tokens on a separate wallet understood now now one one final question sort of about wallet security mm. which is uh, one what are seed words or seed phrases and mm. what is the correct security protocol that should be followed by people when dealing with these seed words or phrases so seed words are uh, very similar to like you know the, as as i said like the private key uh, that you know this is these are the uh, seed words are used to basically recover your wallet so if you make an account on metamask they will give mm-hmm. you like you know your seed words and a list of words basically that you have to they ask you to store it very uh, properly again going back to the instagram analogy like instagram gives you like a, a you know this alpha numeric sort of a code that okay this is this can be used to uh, get your account back in case you know you lose access so they are very Right. similar again you know you need to store them uh, properly and not lose them because you know then again you might not be able to get back access in case you lose your machine or uh, you know you forget the password or whatever all right we're going to take a short break we will continue right after this and we are back from our ad break and a word from our sponsors because we have sponsors okay so i just want to point out to people that um The Winter Soldier had seed words before seed words were a thing, guys. Uh, Marvel knew what they were doing all along. Uh, they they predicted this. The the other question that I have is: Would these seed words be super duper careful? Security. All of those things, super security. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't tell them to anybody. Try not to forget them. That's a very important thing. So I'm I'm gonna. This is confession time. All right. I got a wallet when I just started getting into crypto. Luckily, I had not yeah. moved anything into it, and I followed all yeah. the instructions. Right? Because they diligently tell you at the start. Keep your seed words safe. Don't leave them online or on a connected yeah. device. I diligently wrote my seed words down, and I immediately lost that paper the next day, uh, which really should tell you everything you need to know about how equipped I am for this new crypto future. Uh, no, the, the other thing you know, so remember, you have to just keep them and you know somewhere safe. Like that is the only way that you know you write it down and keep it safe. Uh, because remembering them is not going to happen. What is safe for physical documents anymore? We all have that drawer in our house that is just papers. And then one day you decide to clean out those papers, and then your seed words are gone, and that's just like yeah. You look at them and you're like, what? What is this? And then you throw it out, and then you yeah, exactly. Like, why did I write down railway? Like what? What that makes no sense. How high was I that night? Uh, but but either way, um, is there uh, another question I have? Is like, what are physical coins? Is there a way to essentially have a physical equivalent of your coins? So uh, you know, lots of people are trying to do asset backed. uh coins okay so for right. for example we are also uh, trying to delve into uh, commemorative uh, gold coins which would be you know nfts basically right. gold bag bag nfts so uh, that is again depending on who's doing it uh, so we mm-hmm. do not we won't be facilitating delivery initially when we do come out with it people will be able right. to redeem the gold value and the, obviously the nft value but they won't be able to get delivery but only today i was speaking to somebody in the morning and they are actually right. working on uh, gold bag nfts which would be deliverable as well so that is one example of a physical coin uh, then again you know physical coins are uh, they were i think there was some company in utah uh, and a guy called mike calvel they made it out of brass i think and it had like a gold electroplating uh, on these coins and uh, they were in in denominations of 25 for bitcoin basically right. those are the okay. pictures that you see uh, you right. know when you see them when you see them online so those are the pictures that you see and they, i think uh, it it was a company in utah so they they had tried to like do something similar but again physical coins are not really 
such a big thing because ultimately this is just about digital currencies and not really having to carry yeah it feels like it would go really backwards right to do that and we get this nice <laughs> sort of digital distribution like you know what would be great is yeah. if we could have a physical version of money guys um but that also sounds like <laughs> the single idea. most tech bro thing that's the single most tech bro thing i can think of where you just sort of come to come back to money but like goom pirke
<laughs> no, that's essentially what happens when you're dog feeding your own product, right? So you shouldn't right. be doing that. You you know you shouldn't be testing it on such a scale uh, if if it's not completely foolproof. Because so many people are dependent on you. Like just imagine the kind of emergency services that are there on WhatsApp. WhatsApp has become yeah. so integral, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was just very very. Uh, it, it's a very good case for uh, like you know why decentralization becomes important as we move forward. Like any kind of a single point of failure, we need to avoid that. So there we go. Thank you, Facebook, for that amazing decentralization campaign that you ran yesterday. I have one last question for you, Tarusha, before I let you go because I know you're super busy. Which is, uh, and this is straight up now, consumer question: What is, as as somebody who's sort of starting out, what are my options in terms of financially? How much is getting onto a wallet network going to cost me? And I want like from a low end to a sort of high end, from say a signing up for a basic wallet to if I want to buy a super secure piece of hardware. Uh, what sort of financial investment am I looking at? Okay, so if you're looking at like you know um, a wallet like MetaMask or a Jax, that's free, right? Uh, so you can just set it up like uh, on uh, you know like you set up an account in G- you know Google. Basically, mm-hmm. you go and you make an account and you uh, take a note of your private keys and your seed phrases, and you keep it aside, and then you make the transfer. What you will be incurring is obviously the gas fees. If you're doing right. it on Ethereum, they are massive. So you then you yes. have to sort of wait and <laughs> do put in like a tracker. There there are uh, websites that will track the gas fee for you. So you know you can uh, let them notify you when the gas fee is low, and then you can make those sure. transactions. That is what you will be incurring uh, when you are making these uh, transfers. But if you are say buying a hardware wallet, so a good wallet would uh, put you back say I think eight thousand at least eight thousand INR. Okay. Uh, or or like twelve thousand rupees, eight to twelve thousand basically for a ledger or a nano. That's like a hardware wallet that you can buy. But just make sure that you know you're buying it from the company itself, and you're not buying right. it from any random seller because again, that random seller might have you know put in uh some like tweaked with it a little bit, and then you know your keys won't be safe again. So just get it from like uh oh, like the people who are really. That didn't occur to me. Yeah. Okay, so just buy direct from. So like, don't get on like Amazon and Flipkart or be like, hey, I'm gonna buy a wallet. Just try and go direct. So, to the website yeah so, you know on amazon like they are the official sellers so from the brand itself right. basically just stick right. to you know that you know you're buying it from the brand rather than from a reseller basically that is like something that i have offered also heard that you know the reseller kind of tweaked the hardware wallet and there was something happening at the back end and you know it was mirrored somewhere uh, so all of that you know you need to avoid so just make sure you're getting it from the right person wow. right basically uh, right please saman gray market se mat kharidna manish market jaake <laughs> wallet mat kharidna uh, direct reseller se it'll be for the best uh, and I think that's about it that 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 really clears up uh, wallets for me thank you so much uh, Tarusha this was very very helpful thank you for all the analogies you used just to sum up what I understood like like a like a, like a child standing in front of a teacher uh, one is wallets are where you store your cryptocurrency and because you own the keys to those wallets when your crypto is in that wallet it truly belongs to you and it's not on any exchange not on you are in complete control of what happens to it there are public keys and there are private keys you have to keep your private keys super safe at all times because otherwise that's equivalent of letting people into your house for free if you give them your private key Uh, there are hot wallets and there are cold wallets which very simply a hot wallet is a wallet that is connected to the internet and hence a little mm. more susceptible to hacking and chicanery. And there are cold wallets which are not at all connected to the internet, which make them a little safer. But if you lose your cold wallet, you are shit out of luck. And there are differences in ERC20 wallets, and Bitcoin wallets and wallets that handle NFTs. So when getting yeah. a wallet, make sure that it is compatible with the cryptocurrency that, or with the token that you want to store in there. Otherwise, you will essentially just send your tokens out into space and they will never be recovered. 
again and you can get free wallets or you can get wallets that cost anywhere between 8 and 12 and 15000 and if possible always buy these directly from the sellers themselves because if you get them from a reseller you don't know what witchcraft they will have done on the wallet before sending it out <laughs> towards you have i missed anything no you pretty much covered everything and while you were talking i checked it's 1155 so erc 1155 uh yes, for so nfts there we go. What a great yeah. gift. What what a you're a great guest Arusha. You fact check yourself in the middle of the podcast. That if only all guests could be like you. Thank you. No, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really nice. Ma- thank you for making me laugh. So much. Well, I I you know that that it, it's about the only life skill that I have. So, uh I, I'm glad it worked. Thank you so much. I'm glad it worked once again. Arusha Mittal everybody who is chief operating officer at Orofocket Unifarm and Cloudvino and also you can find her podcast call living on blockchain on all major platforms so please check it out and uh, this has been us on a show about crypto thank you so much thank you